This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. All right. Um, hopefully our audio balancing uh, issues have been ironed out. Um, we were having a bit of a, I don't know, a thing with that uh, before the broadcast started. Um, but anyways, welcome to, um, well, I suppose, the official start of Season 8 of Fragments of Silicon. Uh, we, um, we kick things off with our traditional reviews. And we've got two up this week. First is uh, Black the Fall. Um not the latest release from Square Enix Collective. That's actually Children of the Zordiarchs. Um, but this is, this was released um, just a few weeks ago, I believe. Like I'm trying what? to remember. Ch Children of the Bad Anguish? Like, um, <laughs> I guess. Let's see, when was Black Ball released? Yeah, July 11th. So, yeah, just about like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And um, also important to note, we are interviewing the creators of this game on Tuesday. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, Z Zodiacs, I guess they might have been trying to be clever and not just... Yeah, I'm like... We're also going to interview them, but they haven't given us codes yet. Like, mm -hmm. I suspect we'll get codes, you know, um, when we interview them. Anyway, getting back on topic here, Black the Fall... Um, let's see... How would I quantify this? Well, uh, on the surface, it's an indie puzzle platformer in, you know, in that very indie-tacular um, aesthetic. Like, yeah, it's not exact. It's too low-tech to be cyberpunk, but uh, too modern to be steampunk. It seems to me um, like it's I'm trying to be, be more appropriate. Yeah. I guess the... I guess the best term I could come up with here is Soviet punk. Something like that. Yeah, there's certainly plenty of uh, hammer and sickles. Well, it, it's important to know because um, the developers come from Eastern Europe. And mm -hmm. I think I was told that some of them actually... I, I wanna, I'm not sure if like they were old enough to remember you know, Soviet life. But, you know, they have... You know, they're certainly they're, old enough to know people who did. Yeah, it's like there's, well, much more of an emotional connection here than if I were reviewing this game from an American developer or a right. Australian developer or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, this iconography means a lot more. When um, it's not being appropriated. Well, it's being, a, uh, cultural appropriation is a very complex term, let's say. Right. Uh, I'm like. Cultural appropriation, by the way, goes on all the time. Um, the short right. form of when it becomes problematic is when it, when the dominant culture starts digging into the subculture. But like I said, uh, that's the t uh, like we could have a very lengthy discussion on uh, on that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. 
the point is, you know, um, there are a lot more like direct cultural connections here. I mean, like the, the hammer and the sickle is going to have uh, cultural connotations over here to people of a certain age. But mm -hmm. how much does the uh, hammer and sickle mean to a millennial? Uh, you know, who grew up in America, who grew up during the 90s when Russia um, became, well, Russia. And, or the Soviet Union, yeah. Well, well, it's more the Soviet Union ceased to be a thing. Mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. Fell and kind of, you know, that's what, you know, that's what this is harkening back to. It, it's... And the whole general co people are cogs in the machine aesthetic is also very yeah. how Soviet communism works. Right, it, it, you know, or it's communism to its logical endpoint. You are literally nothing more than a piece of the machine mm -hmm. to serve the state. Um, and so, uh, you know, anyway, the the point being is there, you know, there is a uh, there is a connection here culturally um, that wouldn't otherwise exist. How deep that goes, I'm not sure. That's probably one of, one of the things we're going to figure out on Tuesday, like um, when uh, when we do the actual interview, because um, it's not just um, iconography and setting; like it's based off of real events. I'm like, I can think of one right off the top of my head, but that would be a massive, massive spoiler. Um, it ha uh, it happens at the end of the game, mm. like at the actual end. Like, and I'm like, how to address this? It, um, it's a famous moment in history. Let, let let's just say. Yeah. And when you see it, you'll know what it is. Um, like, and there's also pictures of um, famous Russian. Uh, dictators, you know, you got Stalin, Lenin, Lenin. Um, I think I saw Trotsky there. Like pretty, pretty to... early on. There's this room with four portraits. Yeah, that, so. that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to remember who the fourth guy was. I want to say Khrushchev, but I wasn't sure. Like he's he's another one I could not identify offhand. Like, you know, so the point is, this game is absolutely dripping in. Um, the old uh, communist totalitarian aesthetic, and you know that flows into well the well the design and the mechanics of the game as you are playing a I'm not even sure what to call him like it, it's like you're a worker who yeah. decides that they don't want to be a worker anymore, so one day they just walk off the job, which is a lot. Harder said than done, seeing as to how there are machine guns that will shoot you if you step out of line. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not that hard. Like, <laughs> but in terms of genre, uh, this is a puzzle platformer, and it's also I I qualify it as a cinematic platformer. It's like, very yeah, similar it's very to like uh, Abe's Odyssey's worldish. The the act the action and platforming is very slow and slightly awkward. Yeah, it's uh, like it's pretty uh, it's deliberately clunky, um, not a, just because it's um, following the footsteps of say Prince of Persia or Oddworld, mm -hmm, but it's yeah. also that 
kind of what the aesthetic's all about here. You know, you're playing as a punky-ass robot. You know, and you're not expected to be um, all that maneuverable. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and that's important to ke uh, keep in mind because, you know, uh, jumping and such is going to be on the um, frustrating side of, uh, some some of the time. Stiff you're might be an understatement. You're, you're supposed to be a robot? I thought you were a dude. I don't know exactly what he is. Like, you are, cer you are certainly a robot in the Rossum's Universal's robot sense, but they were organic and capable of... It's possible that he's organic, uh, but it's like... Uh, and when you die, you just kind of go up in a puff of smoke, so that doesn't help. It's also, he has an intent that is used in gameplay. Like, um, I thought that was like part of the uh, your backpack thing that just gives you instructions. I'm like, it's possible, but like I said, I, I, I'm honestly not sure if this is a robot or if it's an abstraction or whatever. Uh, you know, him or being a literal both. robot. Yeah, it's like him being a literal robot would not be um, off base thematically at all. Indeed. No. Anyway, um, you, you decide to escape, and sometime, and a uh, little ways into the game, you gain one of the devices that the supervisors use to give instructions to workers aside from just the general stuff so then you have to control and take advantage of the other workers who aren't trying to escape the machine in order to escape right and um that's the basic premise of the entire game like um pushing forward in order to escape like um first the factory uh I will say you will leave the fa factory, but um, suffice, it, suffice it to say, the outside isn't a safe place to be. Mm -hmm. Nope. Like, um, yeah, and, uh, you'll, be, you know, you'll be dealing with various uh, iterations of getting around security cameras um, that shoot you on site. Uh, pretty uh, like fucking laser accurate there are a few that you have you actually have to trip and then hide from which annoyed me because most of the time there's not much you can do once you trip them yeah it's like when you trip them you're pretty um you pretty much failed like some of the time you can um, get lucky from time to time but not very often <laughs> i'm like as but then there's like an early room where you have to trip them and wait for, wait for them to run out of ammo to move to the next area, and then you can destroy the gun. Yeah, you will see a lot of variants. I mean, in terms of actual complexity, um, the puzzles aren't much. And that way, um, it, it's not so much um, how to figure them out, it's making it work in, in its execution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, which is um, the difficult part. There are a few times where it can be a little bit tricky to figure out what you're supposed to interact with and how, because not, like, 90% right. of the time, whatever it is, has a red or white light on it, but the other, yeah. like, 1% of the time, you're like, oh, I was supposed to jump on this barely distinguishable section of floor in order to break through. Yeah, it's like, I think my least favorite puzzles were the um, multiple bike puzzle, because that really didn't, in uh, that really didn't increase anything in except the tedium. It was a puzzle I had already seen, 
and they had demonstrated it, but it like it didn't get so much harder as it as it got longer to complete. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. that could, like that could have been uh, reworked, and um, the uh, the the flotation device puzzle like um, when you're like heading down a river or something like that. Um, it's just because that uh, the way that worked was kind of counterintuitive to the thinking. Like, you had to jump on it, but it was going to go the other way. Um, but th- those moments were yeah. few and far between. Like, there were a few moments that um, I saw some genuine cleverness. Um, but in general, I'd say the puzzles are very... Um, and this is probably uh, intentional, very workmanlike. No. Like, they're pretty easy to understand. It's just actually completing the puzzle is the tough part. And I'd say the biggest shift in dynamics is when, uh, is when you get a sidekick. Uh, about, uh, when you um, get outside the factory. And uh, and that um, comes into play with the puzzles a lot. The city. Yeah. Now the uh, getting back to the general aesthetic of things, uh, like like the art design and the tone and everything is um pretty popular on the indie circuits. Although it's um, going more on the gritty side of things, I've heard it. Most comparable to um, the game Inside, I have not actually played that one, so I couldn't make a direct comparison. But you know, I've I've been playing quite a number of bleak indie games. That is, um, like last week I played Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Um, we have Hollow Knight after after this, and next week we have Toby the Secret Mine. And they're all pretty similar um, in terms of very black and white, very drab, um, very, you know, mm-hmm. very high contrast kind of aesthetics. Now, this is an indie. This is this is an art style that's been going on for quite a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just um, Black the Fall differentiates itself with its, uh, you know, it, it's not cute in any. Um, it, it's it's very gritty. It's very um, I hesitate to use the term realistic, um, because it's also highly abstract. But sort it, of cynicalized. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's for this game at least. Yeah, and it's also not completely black and white or colorless mm-hmm. or. Um, like once you get outside, um, things are actually really lush, like really green. Um, and there's a reason for that. Um, the area is taking cues from Chernobyl and Pripyat. Yeah. Like that, at one yeah, point, it t- turns out that when all of the people leave an area, it starts regrowing. Yeah. Although even if that's because still, of you know. Yeah. Although there are still people around. You know, everyone's one of these. Um, Cogs in the machine, mm-hmm. like, and once again, that that um, figures into gameplay. Right, because otherwise you wouldn't have anyone to use the uh, laser pointer on. 
that's not true. Um, okay, otherwise you'd have less things to use the laser pointer on. Again, that's not true. I'm like, um, you know, your um, doggy sidekick. Ah, okay. Yeah. Still less. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Uh, the music? Um, I think was there. Like, Yeah, good question. There's more I, ambient I, sounds and music, yeah, honestly. Like, I'm seeing a listing for a soundtrack here, and I'm like, was that... This is one of the... I'm like, there was a soundtrack here? Because I am completely blanking on hearing music in this. Yeah, I don't yeah. really remember any music. Besides, <laughs> so maybe the end, I guess? Yeah, it's like, maybe like maybe it's like ambient stuff. I'm like, I, I am... Re I'm having a hard time remembering any sort of music here. I recall uh, something towards the end, but otherwise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like short bits, maybe, but like, but nothing, you know, it, this is actually quite the silent game for the most part. Mm -hmm. Once again, intentionally so. Except for occasionally alarms and stuff like that. Yeah, it's more, it's more ambient noise and uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I am straining here. I'm like, nope. Like, a few tracks come to mind, but I'm like, the regular soundtrack? I I'm like, and it, it looks, it looks like looking at the tracks, some of them are quite lengthy. I'm, I, I'm honestly like, they're, seriously? It would be like, okay. ambient noises if you're, if you're a fan of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I am. I am having a, a hell of a time. I'm like, and, and that's not helping my recommendation of the soundtrack. I'm like, uh, I, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know what any of this sounds like. Like, if, if this was, if this is a soundtrack, you know, you know, if this is a soundtrack, that's uh, you know alongside, or it's actually stuff in the game. Like Adam, clearly you're 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 not understanding this. Clearly they're starting a new breakthrough genre of All right, dystopian dystopian new Soviet ambience punk. That hurts. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. it could be true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, outside. Anyway, outside of the game's art style. Graphically, this game looks um, very good. Mm -hmm. It's like um, trying to remember. I think this. I want to say this was UE4, but I'm like I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I know. I think this like, might actually be a Unity game. Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to remember. It's one of the two. Like, um, uh, hang on. Let me check here. Black. Fall. See if it has. Um, I'm like, you know, the thing of it is, I I didn't see a logo um, at the beginning, but that doesn't disqualify it from being a Unity game. Yeah, this game uh, did a thing that often Unity games do, which is make my computer's fan go nuts with the uh, 
It didn't help that there wasn't much in the way of options for turning down the graphics. Mm. But yeah, my computer was not happy playing that. My, this is mostly because my computer is not a great computer, but... Yeah, it's uh, like, well, here are the system. The system requirements are an Intel Core Duo, um, EB400, 3 gigahertz, AMD Phenom 2, um, X4, 940, 3 gigahertz, memory um, 3 gigs of RAM, graphics at GeForce GTX, 550 T, uh, Ti, uh, 1 gig, Radeon, R7 251 gig. Th these are the minimum requirements. So it's not, not surprising that your computer could run it, but not great because the recommended are much higher. Yeah, it, the, like it was working fine. It's just the computer was clearly struggling to make it work fine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like Unity can do that, but I'm not like. That's often a, a symptom of it could be either um, power or optimization. Like with Unity, a lot of the time it's because people didn't optimize that. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, Black to Fall is made with Unity. Like, um, yeah, so that would explain uh, the jitteriness. Like, um, that being said, uh, graphically, this game looks pretty astounding. And I can tell you that this was done with the um, paid version of Unity. See, um, this is something I picked up uh, a little while ago. Um, with games that have the Unity logo displayed on it prominently, that's the free version. Like, th that's kind of... Th that's the um, trade-off for using the free version of Unity. It, you have to you get to display the logo very prominently, versus if you pay for it, you don't have to display the logo. And this is actually kind of one of the reasons why Unity has um, garnered the reputation it has, mm -hmm. because you know a lot of the garbage games done with the free version have that Unity logo on it, whereas a game like Black the Fall, which um, looks astounding, not just aesthetically, but in terms of visual fidelity. Um, you know, unless you were told, you probably wouldn't know this was made in Unity. Now, I suppose, you know, an unfortunate situation that um, probably warrants further discussion, but that's, a, you know, th that's kind of for a Wednesday show. Why do you uh, insist on putting out visible advertisements for all of your lowest level products? Mike, like anyway. you said, for another sh for another show. Yeah. Um, also worth noting, there are the um, requisite secrets to collect. Um, surprisingly, I didn't find any of them. I found one of them by going the wrong way for quite a while, pretty early in the game. Like, there's a place where you're supposed to jump across a gap, but if you fall down the gap and keep going for quite a while, you can find this little room with a little old man in it. Yeah, it's like they're uh, like there's a bunch of secret rooms which um, pad out the trophy slash achievement list, mm -hmm. which otherwise is pretty. I mean, even with all of the secrets, there are fourteen achievements. Right. Um, yeah. Th th in terms of length, um, it's not. It all depends. Like, it's going to be about I'd say five six hours if you don't use a walkthrough. If you um, actually try to figure out the puzzles because 
you know, granted, um, a lot of them aren't difficult conceptually, but so, uh, some of them will trip you up. Like And, like, the very first puzzle in the game, I didn't get it immediately, even though it's pretty simple. One of the reasons is because I did the thing you're supposed to do to solve it, but I thought I had done the wrong thing because I didn't do it fast enough, so I still got shot with a gun in the next room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these are trial and error and yeah. more about brain power. <laughs> yeah, it's like... though, And if you do know um, what to do, like, I've seen playthroughs um, go, like, uh, a couple hours, like... Um, uh, like an hour and a half, two hours kind of deal. It's not a long game. No, no. I'm like, and that kind of flows into price. I'm like, so the game is $15. I'm like, this is kind of hard to recommend um, at $15. As much as I liked, uh, I, I really enjoyed the aesthetic. I enjoyed... Um, the conveyance, and I tolerated the puzzles. Now, I'm like, the game was just a little too short for me to say, yes, this is worth $15. Like, $10, I think, would have been a better price. Mm-hmm. Like, but $15 is pretty standard. So, if you um, go the full Monty, you're not going to feel um, cheated or anything. Also worth noting, as previously mentioned, there is a um, collector's edition slash um, upgrade. Uh, it's your standard um, soundtrack art book uh, collection uh, going for $5 or a little less if you own the game. Like, um, I got we got gifted the game, but not the um, extra stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, sure. art book might be worth it. Soundtrack... Yeah. I don't know. I would not recommend jumping in on the soundtrack unless you, like, play the game and notice it. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> the art book, I, I I definitely say, given, um... Like, the imagery is one of the most striking features of this, uh, piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, whether or not that's worth $5 is, um... Yeah. yeah I'm kind of an art book whore, so it's probably worth it to me. Yeah, I'm like soundtrack um, can't can't recommend it in any capacity because you know I'm you know when I'm seriously drawing this much of a blank to the point where I'm like there was a soundtrack I'm like <laughs> how can I recommend that <laughs> like it's weird because this is gonna be like the complete opposite in the next review um anyway uh, let's see anything else that we haven't covered that we need to cover. Um, I'm guessing we've uh, touched all our bases then. Um, so, uh, in lieu of that, uh, final thoughts on Black the Fall. I thought it was okay. It's not really my favorite genre, but it uh, seems to be a pretty decent execution on the uh, concept they're drawing for. Hmm. Like, yeah, I like, yeah, I like the, the metaphorical showing... Um, visual display of the communist machine that is um, conveying and uh, 
messages trying to get out and that was all going back to uh, Romania's um, communist era. Yeah, that that is a thing I really enjoyed and I'm literally seeing a lot more of in games lately. Um, there's an emphasis on visual storytelling here. Like, there's not one word of text. Mm -hmm. There's there's yep. no cutscenes. You know, it's video games no crying less to be movies and more to be art on their own. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of ironic since this is a cinematic platformer, yet um, it's not very cinematic in terms of you know, here's a very long cutscene that you have to watch for an amount of time, and you know, this is very much the Half-Life style of game um, story progression. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and um, I really like the use of color. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know, it, most of it is black and white um, with you know earth tones and greenery outside, but uh, you do get color. You do get red, and you understand what the red is. It's um, usually it's usually danger. Yeah, you, you get orange and so on and so forth, and you know it really you know it's um, a lot of high contrast stuff that really sticks out, and it's intended to stick out. You know, um, like uh, the elevator here that Petty Fan's at. You know, it highlights the up and down um, portions of the elevator. Um, so. Um, ultimately, I'd say this is a really solid game, uh, in most respects. It's not, like, if you're not somebody who can deal with, um, stiff, uh, mechanics or controls, you may want to steer away from this. Um, really the biggest thing that's kind of hurting my recommendation is the length. Like, it's, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm just not getting past the fact that it's kind of on the short side, and that was disappointing. Yeah, I expect a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a deal-breaker either. No. No, it's like, um, 7 out of 10, if I had to give a, you know, arbitrary game ranking, you know, maybe an 8. You know, maybe an 8, because I just really like the aesthetic and, um, the imagery. Mm-hmm. No. Um... So I think that'll about do it for Black the Fall. Um, be sure to tune in about a half an hour from now as we review Hollow Knight. And until then, I wish you good gaming. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... 
Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. 